when in the two sort of full board meetings I had yesterday and today, not one team raised money. Raised money. Like it, the entire discussion was about the safety and health of money, the community around the NBA and our fans. And so, of course, the issue becomes now. Money. You know, we what what we determined today is that this hiatus will be money at least 30 days. But then the question becomes: Is there a protocol, money, frankly, with or without fans, with or without in which we can resume play? Money. And I think the goal and at least 30 days. Player Association, money. Paul, president of the union, with or without fans. And you know, coming together, what's what makes sense here? Money. Without compromising anyone's safety, and I think money. Frankly, too early to tell. You can't have what happened. You can't have that sign outside of Chase Center on Saturday telling people you enter at your own risk and might heighten your risk of contracting COVID-19, but continue to have the games and then have another game after that. That's crazy. We've been so used to major corporations not acting responsibly. So, I mean, if you, if you, if we talk about the NBA, like everybody else was after them. What does it say about the rest of them? baseball? Just ended. We already know the NCAA is the shadiest organization out. So it's just like relative to their peers, they were on the front line. I get it. Capitalism can never sleep. I get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. We don't want to set a precedent of the machine not working, but like, my goodness, like people are dying at ridiculous rates. This is fairly typical, I think, of multi-billion dollar businesses, which you almost always say, always say, no, after you. <laughs> no, you first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I didn't, like, I, I expected no one to do this. I'm shocked they, I'm shocked they did it as fast as they did. Let's bring DA into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comma is. Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. I turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs and like the most in his bracket, I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. David, David Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he yeah. got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. So the Chicago and Detroit stuff, that was real. That was real. I mean, God forbid we don't have scholarship monies and can't pay for the charters for the water polo <laughs> in Iowa. Hoops <laughs> adjacent. Welcome to Hoops adjacent. Five, four. We have ignition. And welcome to another edition of Hoops Adjacent. I am David Aldridge. We're going to do it a little different today. We got in LA my man Waz Lambray. Waz, what's up, sir? Hello, guys. And all the way from the Bay, we're going to do a special uh, kind of show today. We're not going to do an opening segment or anything. We're just bringing the guests in. We're just going to chop, chop it up for a few minutes. As uh, the whole world kinds of try to put its arms around what's going on, we got two of our our greatest uh, friends from the athletic. We've got Ethan Strauss and Marcus Thompson. Both of y'all joining us. Appreciate it, y'all. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just happy to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> After reading Da's column, I am as well. I know, man. But you know, I, was I wrong? If I'm wrong, tell me. I'm I'm open. I am open for. But I just could not take any more. Of these Twitter doctors, you know, these guys, these eggs with seven followers telling me to relax and calm down. When Tony Fauci, who's only been doing this for 40 years, says this is a global pandemic that kills 10 times, <laughs> 10 times more than the common flu. So maybe we should listen to science and medicine on this one. What do you think? <laughs> I got a problem with science and medicine on this. Oh, one. what you got? <laughs> they, they, they upset me a little bit. Like, 
I, you know, I'm reading uh, the the CDC director and the WHO, even the San Francisco Department of Health. They're basically expecting everyone else to react with greater urgency than them. Mm-hmm. They could have called this a pandemic a week ago, yeah. but they expect everybody to be like, oh, no, take this seriously. But we're not going to go all the way yet. Right. Yeah, we need y'all to go all the way. But hold on. We're not going to go all the way. <laughs> Governor Gavin Newsom could have could have banned everybody in California. And yet he's throwing shots about the NBA not taking it seriously. Meanwhile, he was just vouching for Disney being open. Like they playing. We take their cues from them. Mm-hmm. We're listening to them. So there's plenty of people who are like, ah, this ain't that bad. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, it's, it's bad, but it ain't that bad. And then they're like, we've been telling you. I'm reading an article. The head of the CDC talking about we've been ringing the alarm. Well, no, you haven't because the biggest alarm is calling it a pandemic. And you didn't do that until like yesterday. So that, that's my issue with them. They wanted everybody to react with all this urgency and they were low key chilling. I'm off my soapbox. That's box. fair. Yeah, that's fair. That's a big, ass, that was a big ass soapbox you had there, Marcus. My bad. Damn. My bad. No, no, my bad. It's it was just like, I love the you know, I'm, I'm in the hood. I'm like, oh, this ain't that big of a deal. And now it's like, oh, it's a big deal. Like, and it's been a big deal. <laughs> Ethan, what, uh, as you, uh, do you share? Your Bay Brothers uh, angst, or uh, what do you think? I share it, and I think he's right, but I also – I have to say I don't think the NBA covered itself uh, uh, in glory here, and we might find out mm-hmm. more about that as time goes on. Um, I know that it's a failure on multiple levels. I understand that city officials in San Francisco perhaps should have been more explicit about what they wanted when they were saying that we don't want large gatherings, and they should have said that right. that means you, Warriors. That means you. You have to stop now. Um, and certainly from the federal government level, uh, there should have been more direction. But you can't have what happened. You can't have that mm-hmm. sign outside of Chase Center on Saturday telling people you enter at your own risk and might heighten your risk of contracting COVID-19, but continue to have the games and then have another game after that. That's crazy. That's completely crazy. Can I play devil's advocate on that? Me and Ethan have been talking about this for days. How is that different than any other situation? Like, you can't park your car without them telling you, we're not at risk if somebody breaking your car. like Because your car can't infect a bunch of other cars. That's why. (laughs) That's the reason. That's the reason. I mean, it's standard standard language. This isn't an at-your-own-risk situation. This isn't something where it's just on you. No, if you get it, you spread it. You spread it to people who didn't make the decision to go to that game, who didn't take on the risk. That is precisely the reason you cannot have that happen. The league should not have been having people attend the games. I'm willing to go and compromise and say they should have maybe played empty gym, uh, take a pause on it, whatever. Uh, but when you had public health officials and you had experts, when you had uh, you know out here in Berkeley, um, Dr. Schwartzberg saying that this is the worst idea, that no, you can't have 20,000 people showing up to games – just incredibly negligent, incredibly negligent from the NBA, and it might have gotten people killed. It's really bad. This is fairly typical, I think, of multi-billion-dollar businesses, which you almost always say, always say, no, after you, <laughs> no, you first. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I, I didn't, like I, I expected no one to do this. I'm shocked they, I'm shocked they did it as fast as they did. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I would, that's how I feel. <laughs> I thought we'd be. I thought we'd be full bore, you know, no, March Madness is going on, you know, for about two weeks before, you know, somebody 
connected the dots, you know, some, some adventurous reporter or some, you know, real smart reporter from, you know, like McClatchy or something like that said, Hey, by the way, I just noticed that 317 people that were at this regional all died. And that's when they would shut it down when they were shamed literally into doing it. So I hear you. I'm surprised. I'm not, I thought it would take longer to be honest with you when you're talking about this kind of money. I'm not going to lie, not to get on my, you know, little car marks soapbox, right? But it's just crazy watching the capital work here where everybody's twisting themselves in knots. And we're talking about, like, the very top of the food chain. Mm -hmm. Like, nah, we can't afford to lose bread. (laughs) Like, it's kind of wild to watch when you consider, like Ethan just said, people are going to die behind this. Yeah. And they're twisting themselves in knots as to not lose a few dollars. And, of course, if the season ends up being canceled, period, that's more than just a few dollars. I get it. A lot of people are going to feel the repercussions of this. But, like, come on, guys. Like, (laughs) it would seem that this would be the most obvious place to be like, you know what? Let's shut it down. You know, I get it. I get it. Capitalism can never sleep. I get it. We get it. We get it. We get it. We don't want to set a precedent of capital, the machine not working, but like, <laughs> my goodness, like people are dying at ridiculous rates. Then, you know, it seemed like the obvious thing to do. And then they only step in, Dave, when they feel like, all right, at, at a certain point, there's going to be some liability issues here. So we got to cut it off. Yeah. Well, see, that's the, the thing is the liability. I always think it comes down to that. And again, I, I agree with what, what everybody has said here that, if not for Gobert testing positive, they would have played last night. Come on, who are we fooling? They would have played last night. They'd be playing tonight. They'd be playing this weekend. You know, it took a positive test for the league to say, okay, that's it. We got to shut it down. Um, if they somehow skated and nobody was positive amongst the players, amongst the coaches, amongst the staff on the 30 NBA teams, but there were hundreds of people among in the fan base, they wouldn't have cared. Well, I shouldn't say they wouldn't have cared. Of course they would have cared, but they would not have stopped the games. I don't think they would not have kept people from coming. They would not have closed the league down. I think they would have just said, you know, it's on the back of your ticket. You take a certain risk when you come into an arena. You know what I mean? So I just, I, 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 it's not, and I'm, I'm not accusing the NBA of being any more cynical or any less interested in people's welfare than any other multi-billion dollar company. But it's still a multi-billion-dollar company, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, so it's very rare that somebody gets in front of this and says, "We're going to lead on this rather than react to what happens," which is exactly what they did. Well, at some level, it's such an abstract problem that nobody really believed the storm was coming. Or, for another analogy, you know, if you ever see videos of big tsunamis, uh, sometimes the water gets pulled in after the earthquake and it's this crazy looking situation where you've got all this beach revealed and you'll always see people who are playing in it and just having a ball uh, with no inkling that this is all going to come rushing back and be a disaster. And it seems as though they were unprepared for it because it just seemed too abstract. And for all the experts, for all the warnings, until it was real, it just wasn't real to them. And even to some people right now, it's not 
real to them. And they were going by an old playbook for what might be a black swan event. That's just, you know, throw out all the old rules. They're not uh, applicable in this, uh, in this particular instance. I mean, this idea that you were just going to sanitize the stadium, all this bragging they were doing about how they were making the building at chase in particular, but all these other arenas, the cleanest in the world, that doesn't matter based on anything (laughs) you've read about this. Somebody coughs. You, You look at the railing. You look at the railing when people go up the steps in the lower bowl. Sure. Somebody coughs on that railing. It can get on an inanimate object, apparently. And so you see everybody touches that railing on the way up. You're not going catch to catch up dispenser. Yeah, catch up dispenser. Catch up dispenser. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this is simple stuff, guys. It's a, this isn't, I mean, people act like you have to be wearing a hazmat suit. No, it's, it's, this happens very quickly. This is a very contagious disease. It does not require you to be in bed with somebody to get it. You just have to be able to breathe and you can get this. So I don't, uh, yeah, I don't get it. Uh, Dave, I want to ask all of you guys, because Ethan seems to be, in, and I'm in agreement with him, laying this at the feet of the NBA. Um, just this this response was bungled from, from start to finish. Uh, who are we to blame here? I know we shouldn't be doing the blame game, but is it Adam Silver in his office or is it his overlords? Because I'm not really sure. I feel like Adam Silver has that job and rule number one of that job is wrangling these guys. And if you can't wrangle these guys, then you're not good at your freaking job, bro. I, I would say, here's what I would say. Like, um, when we're talking about, like, what was valued in this situation, like, like Ethan's right. Ethan's been saying it the whole time. Like, people are going to die. Like, <laughs> like this is, a, this is a big deal. So when weighing, like, what matters and what's important, they didn't make the right decision off the bat. Uh, but I also think... That was to be expected. It was normal. It's a, it's a very common reaction. This is the same league that's gone through swine flu and SARS and every other thing. And so people do feel like it's not real. So I put the blame at the higher levels. I think if, if it was this bad, if it can survive on a ketchup bottle for an hour, you know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. 10 days, mm-hmm. if it really is that bad, then the alarm should have been sounded understanding this is how we react to stuff, right? right. And I, I think the NBA's reaction was on par with how uh, I'd expect them to react, probably even better than how I expect them to react. But that mean, that's only because we've been so used to major corporations not acting responsibly. So, I mean, if you, if you, if we talk about the NBA, like everybody else was after them, right? <laughs> so yeah. what does it say about, what does it say about the rest of them? baseball? Just ended. We already know the NCAA is the shadiest organization out. So it's just like, and relative to their peers, they were on the front lines. I don't. Right? So, I don't think they were on the front lines. They were going to get shut down by these cities. I think they waited till the last possible moment to make these decisions. Um, but the cities didn't shut them down. That's what I'm saying. The cities right. did not shut them down. Right. San Francisco said yes. Play with no fans. Yeah. That's literally what London Breeze said. They the city could have shut them but down. You think, but you think, but what would have? But shade. after Gobert happened, you think you think the city of San Francisco would have said just keep playing these games with no fans? No, but, it would have been your. But my point is the same thing that prompted the NBA to react is the same thing that's prompted government officials to react. 
it's got, it takes something like that. It's not like somebody is saying, like, who gets the credit for saying, yo, I told y'all to act before right. the worst case scenario. Nobody, nobody can raise their hand. Nobody. I, Everybody who had a chance to said, yeah, this is bad, but I'm going to leave it up to you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is worse, but man, make sure you do the right things. Just wash your hands. This is what we heard. Just wash your hands. <laughs> Social distancing. Nobody is saying, yo, do not leave your house. Nobody's saying that. <laughs> so here in D.C., you know, they came out on in the afternoon. We're taping on Thursday, so this was Wednesday afternoon. D.C. came out Wednesday afternoon and said, look, we recommend – and the key word here is recommend that no no gatherings of more than 1,000 people take place in the District of Columbia. And Monumental Sports, which owns the Capitals and Wizards, said, yeah, we're going to wait and hear from the league. We're going to wait and hear from the NHL and the NBA. We're going to proceed. We're going to have game tomorrow night. You know, you're welcome to come. We expect fans to come. They asked the mayor. The mayor had a press conference. They asked her point blank. Are you going to shut down the Wizards and the Capitals? <laughs> And she was like, well, you know, we're going to take a look at it and see what happens and blase, blase. And to your point, it's like, wait a minute. You just said we recommend <laughs> like you have the authority to say, no, you're not open for business tomorrow night. And you didn't do it. Yes, but so- I, I, I think that it is a legal gray area. And I think that cities were worried about making that call and then having the disease not hit. But how come that worry is more sufficient or more viable than Lakers worry about losing to the well, I just Everybody's got something to worry about. Do the or right it's thing. just when Santa Clara shut down the shark, Santa Clara County, um, I think there were legitimate questions of, is this even legal? I don't think you can do that. I don't think the city can necessarily just say it. But the Sharks weren't going to fight it, and the public sentiment wasn't going to fight it. So ultimately, it doesn't matter if it was illegal at all. But I think that was the the source of the trepidation was this sense of, I don't even know if you have the constitutional authority to tell an individual business that it can't conduct its business. I don't even know that if the bureaucracy allows for something like that. It's just now that the problem has reached a certain inflection point that nobody cares anymore. Nobody's going to fight it. I think everybody – I know I'm no, – y'all are all too young. Did any of y'all know who James Burke was? Anybody? Yeah, no, 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 no. Don't Google. <laughs> James Burke was the chairman of the board of Tylenol. And in 1982, some lunatics started breaking into Tylenol bottles and poisoning them. And a bunch of people died, especially in Chicago. And it was a, it was a, a national – like. Craziness. People were going crazy for a, a day or two. And James Burke, who was the chairman of the board, said, pull it. All of it. Pull every bottle of Tylenol off of every shelf in the United States now. And it got done. And that's what people want to see from leadership. He didn't ask anybody their opinion. He said, pull it. <laughs> and that's and that's what people want. And you can be wrong. I think people would rather you be wrong and loud than right and quiet. You know what I'm saying? As long yeah, as you make- and who and only dickheads are going to, after the fact, be like, well, that was overblown. <laughs> like, I mean, okay, at what cost, though? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think the cost, the the investment, you know, to to to, to sound kind of crass here, is kind of worth it. Like, I, like, who cares about the loss there? If we come back and say, all right. We overdid it with the response, but more people are safe. Why? How is that better than the alternative of just chilling in an arena where some guy gets on the PA and says, we are all safe? <laughs> 
because it's easier. It's it's impossible to prove a negative. That's why because yeah. you can't because what's going to happen is in a month or two if there are far fewer cases than we expected, all the idiots are going to go. See, I told you it wasn't any big deal. Instead of realizing that the reason there are fewer cases is because they shut everything down for a month. And we didn't have person-to-person contact involving tens of thousands of people for a month, which would, which would exponentially impact millions of people. But you can't prove that. You can't prove that it didn't happen. So that's the, and I think that's the, that is the problem with things like this because it's impossible to prove that something worked because nothing happened. You know what I mean? It's just, that's, that makes it, it's very difficult to be virtuous when you can't point to evidence. You can't have, you don't have tangible evidence that you prevented a pandemic from becoming worse. That's the problem. Um, and I know that because it's so early, the NBA is definitely thinking about contingencies. And like a lot of people are operating on the assumption, like we're going to start this thing back up at some point when it becomes quote unquote safe. Um, you know, Last night, it felt like talking to most people, they feel like the season's done. It's, a, it's basically a lost cause. What are you guys hearing about what they're trying to do going forward? I, I don't think it's over. I mean, I don't have any information on it. I'm there on a conference call as we speak, so I don't have any intel. Um, but my guess is it's going to be a month. And I think there's a natural line of demarcation today as we tape this is mid-March. If you wait a month until mid-April, guess what's in mid-April? Playoffs. So you take a month off, you come back, you say, we're, we're just going to, the regular season's over. Every, yeah, whoever's top eight is in the playoffs. We start the playoffs right on time. I mean, I think that's what they're going to, to me, that it feels like, it feels to me that's what they're going to do. That that's the kind of thing that would. Not as if we needed the rest of these games in it. Right, right. Let's be real. Exactly. I mean, we kind of wanted to see Steph more, but I did absolutely want to see Steph a hundred percent. But that's about it. I get there was the race for eight. If we're calling that a race, like a snail race. I mean, I was thinking the Wizards are five back, five back, nobody cares. Nobody cares. Portland is three games back in the West. If it was like a a half game, all right, but man, through through 65 games, you're three games back, bro. That's a wrap. You got to get, yeah, you're done. You're going fishing already. Exactly. I don't know. Let's have a play in for Mello. You know what I'm saying? Mello in the playoffs. Let's get Melo in that thing, that's, man. Come on. That's known as that's known as the Michael Lee corollary. He would like to see Melo play a game for one shot for ninth place to get into the playoffs. So, yeah, no, I, I just have a feeling that that's what's going to wind up happening because it's an They're easy. They're going to take four and, weeks off and then and then come reassess? back. Come back. You come back in a month, and again, if 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 you get so, any indication from the CDC that that it that they what do they call it flat that the curve has been flattened. As they, as we're saying in the nomenclature, that they have actually flattened the curve, um, and that they can start up again, even if they take another two weeks. You're you're not going into August. You know what I mean? Like you could still have a semblance of a quasi normal kind of calendar where you're not dealing with trying to play the finals in the middle of July. You know when you're when you're supposed to be having all these concerts coming through. I mean, you're dealing with Live Nation and other entities. They ain't really trying to cancel anything. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, so you don't want to have to deal with that. And you know, you don't want the draft to really be moved till August or till you know. You just so if you even if it's like a two week delay in the start of the playoffs, but if you can start the playoffs 
early May, you're still going to be done into June, early, early July. You can compress the, the free agent signing period. You know, it's been done before. So I think that to me, that's the easiest solution to it, as opposed to trying to shoehorn these last 20 games in that nobody really cares about. You know what I mean? So. But when you, I don't, the part that we're, when I'm, when, when we're just looking at these other countries, how long is it taking? Isn't it taking like to flatten that line, you know, to, to flatten the, the curve, the growth? Is it, isn't it taking two months to do that? Well, I mean, every, everybody is different. I guess it varies. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Italy's just starting because they didn't uh, they didn't address the problem uh, immediately. Whereas South Korea, which started testing people immediately, is as I wouldn't obviously would not say they have it under control, but there certainly seems to be a much lower rate of growth in terms of number of people who are contracting the disease in countries where they tested quickly and early, and they tested a large percentage of their population early. So. Um, what we're doing is mitigating. We can't, we can't stop it. We can only slow it down now. So if they, you know, if they, again, if they say in a month that the growth rate has slowed significantly to the point where they feel comfortable, and I don't, I'm just, that's an arbitrary date. I'm not saying that's what a they're month, going to do. A month seems optimistic. Yeah, maybe, maybe. If it goes, I'm thinking May. I'm thinking yeah. you start in May. If you start in May, then I think you definitely have to start the playoffs immediately. I don't, yeah, you know, start the playoffs immediately and you push them into July, yeah, finals in July. Right, right. And that's what you're going to have to do. You know, that's the only way you can have a semblance of a semi-normal season um, because you just have building issues. I mean, it's just building issues They're more more than anything else. It's just going to be really hard to have finals in whatever city you're having them in, whoever's in them, especially if it's Staples, especially if it's one of the L.A. teams. Staples is a very busy building, you know, and they have dates that are set in stone and, and it's going to be very difficult for them to move a finals from that window sometime in early to mid June to mid to late July. That's just going to be very difficult for, for, a, for a building that's as busy as Staples during the entire year. Um, so I think once they once they get to the point where they're ready to play, the question becomes, is the public ready to go into a public space like this? And I'm wondering, do they wait until the public is like, yeah, and they're going to sell all the things for full value? Or do they start with empty gyms? Like, like at what point does, you know, there's going to be a period, just like there was a period of denial and acceptance, right? That, what, month or so that we've we've all had to grapple with this before people started taking it serious. There's probably going to be a period from, okay, now it's all good to where people are comfortable going to games again. I wonder do they wait for that to start playing again or the moment they get to go ahead they like yeah let, let's run this back uh i think that might be a factor in determining when they start too you know the second they have some type of legal cover some li- type of liability cover they're starting this thing up and they but if nobody's paying five thousand dollars for playoff tickets what's the point yeah, that's maybe gonna, it's going to be like that's it's going to be like in Jaws when you try to. It's going to be like fifty bucks huh? until until, until somebody goes back in the water. It's going to be like Jaws, and it might, <laughs> that first that first day or two there might be a little trepidation, but you know, yeah, but I yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't this think America, man. Yeah, These I don't are think the it's most gonna take careful people in the world, dude. 
Yeah. Hey, and by the way, don't think we like shutting Ethan down. Ethan's got a sick kid. <laughs> he's he's jumping in on that. So he Ethan thinks May is very early. He thinks that's super optimistic. He's thinking he thinks it's going to be later than that. It could be. I'm just throwing a date out just because that's a natural line of demarcation. It doesn't mean I'm right. Certainly, and certainly they're going to have to wait and see and get their cues from state, local, you know, the the medical community. Um, if we find a month from now that this thing is completely because the numbers are going to go up. Everybody has said that, right? It's just that the, the, the math just points to since we don't know how many people are carrying that the number of cases nationwide are going to go up in the next couple of weeks, next two or three weeks. So we won't know. And it may be that they, it may be two months instead of a month. It may be three months. I mean, we don't know. This is uncharted territory for all of us. So um, he could well be right. Absolutely. So uh, one thing I wanted to ask while we're talking about this is just the idea. Now, I'm older than both of y'all. So I rem- I was working during 9-11. I don't know if y'all, I doubt y'all were, but if you were, I just, I was, I was 14. Yeah. <laughs> so I just, but people, people are asking, people are acting like this has never happened before. This, this happened. This did happen before. It happened at nine 11. Everything stopped. Everything stopped for a month. There was no sports. There was no nothing. Um, and we got, we got through it. It wasn't easy. It was sad. And you know, that was an attack. It's very different. It's very much more, Emotional. There was much more. Obviously, the the loss of life was sudden, and and it was a terrorist attack. So that was complete. It's a completely different set of circumstances. But what I'm saying is, the result was everything in the country stopped. Every business stopped. Everything stopped, and we dealt with it. We dealt with it as well as we could. And you went. You know, people spent time at home. They spent time with their families. And we got through it and they came back and they had a world series later that year. So I wonder what y'all think, like in the Twitter era, what are the things that are, or what are the, the factors that we have to deal with in terms of trying to get everybody to understand that we will get through this eventually? I don't think people are as sad right now. Cause I don't think people have come to grips with what the casualty is going to be yet. So that's still coming. Um, I think when people get a handle on how many people are going to actually lose their lives, because a lot of this feels just theoretical and abstract still, right? Like until you know somebody, especially like, because, you know, I lived in New York at the time, so it wasn't very hard for me to like classmates of mine were had dads who were firemen and first responders, right? Had people who actually worked in the building who died that day. Um, it wasn't hard to feel connected to that. I think this is a little different in that way. It feels China, Italy, um, you know, NBA players. It doesn't feel like it's on your front door yet. Um, that's what I think. I think when people get a sense of that, you know, things will change in that way. But I, I don't think people are going to have a hard time coping. There's, there's no limit to the amount of distractions we have, Dave, on the on the Internet. So I'm not really worried about that man i think it's just about staying informed and and keeping perspective as long as we keep perspective and realize like 
Sure, it's not the end of the world, but yes, it is very grave. And, you know, sports will come back eventually. I think everything will be all right. I do think one – yeah, I remember that. I was covering uh, high school and college at the time. Uh, I remember it being a rough time waiting for sports to come back. But the part that I think was different is, like, I don't think sports was probably bigger – is bigger now than it is back yeah, then. Yeah. and. And also the NBA didn't miss time, right? And the NBA wasn't the behemoth dominant mm-hmm. conversation piece we had. Social media wasn't even lit. Right, right, back right. right. No, it, that was a so big difference. Yeah. A huge difference, right? Like yeah. back in 01, like I just remember watching the news all day. Right. You know, and, right? Right. like just nonstop news, nonstop coverage. So I do think it's a little different that way. Uh, but oddly enough, if there is any value in social media, it's probably that we will be able to stay in communication with each other. True. It, it, it should be easier. It should be easier to, to talk. And we've developed these communities based on the sports we follow and things we follow. I'm sure the, 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 deba- the debate about LeBron's goatness will rage on right. probably even more fervently, <laughs> right? Like, right. so like if there is some kind of small value, like you don't have to like go meet up with people to kind of feel like, you know, cause remember the big thing there was like the terror Terrorists won't stop us, right? We're going to keep right, living. Right, right, We're right, going right. to keep, right? Yeah. Now you don't have to like go out your way to do it. You can just log on. <laughs> right, and, right, right, right. And keep, and keep it going. Keep it moving. So where, I mean, is there anything of all the things that, that have been postponed or canceled, is there anything that you worry about in terms of the viability of it coming back? Or is it just sports and it's bulletproof and every sport, everything comes back eventually? I'm not worried about it, but it is bulletproof. I'm not worried about it, but I'm hoping the NCAA tournament takes a hit for this. Why? I'm ho- I, you know what's so funny? I'm so why? sick of them. You know what's so funny, Marcus? Why? Tell me why Dude, I'm, I'm literally thinking the same exact – I didn't want to say it out loud. Haters. Like, Haters on March Madness. <laughs> I'm like, yo, like professionally, are we allowed to say that? Like, I wasn't sure. Maybe but like, I wasn't, bro, but nah, like, even, even in this situation, Right, even they, with who's this, losing the money? It ain't the kids. Even in this situation, they prioritize money. Even right now, the NCAA was like, "Fuck it, we got to play the games without the yeah, Absolutely, and we can't screw up the TV check. We can't. And for keep, what? And for who? Keep in mind, the players don't get paid. Right. They were literally right. about to risk these kids without paying them, dude. Like. It's insane. Man, I hope they. Oh, I was like, y'all see that? I'm over here like, y'all see this, right? (laughs) You literally took the the words out of my brain. I'm watching the NCAA and inside, I did a quiet fist pump like, take this. I'm glad y'all canceled. So y'all say, oh, exploitative ass. I hate them, man. Y'all saying they like like the delinquent dad that don't pay the child support. Oh, my goodness. Gets gets hauled into court and it's finally like, all right, your honor, take Absolutely. You know what's so funny and like again, I get it. It's not hard for me to think in a cynical matter, right? But in manner, excuse me. But in like a just society, the NCAA would be like, look, man, these dudes don't even get paid for this. Like they should be out there to leave. They should have been the players. It's like one to one. We don't play. We don't get. We don't get paid. So I kind of get it. Where those players would be incentivized to go out there and risk themselves because they're like, my financial well being is tied to this. That's not the case with these kids. 
So you would think that they would be extra sensitive, like, yo, we don't need to do this to those guys, put them at risk. They're worse. They're more likely to put them out there than the NBA is. There, this is so bad. Think about this. They're so gone, right? And this is why when you were saying nothing, nothing's going to change, nothing's going to change because people want their tournament. But this how gone they are. Mm-hmm. After we've been killing these dudes forever about money, 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 not caring about the players, how big of a moment did they miss by being the first ones to saying there is no way we're going to put our, our student athletes in harm. Right. If they did that, yeah. if they did that, they could have, it would have helped them keep players not getting paid for the next 20 it's years. Not a, it's not about what they're doing on the field. It's not about the money. Yes, it's absolutely. about the academic experience. That was the moment, and they, and they, they so <laughs> greedy. They missed the moment. Like it's <laughs> unbelievable. It was right there. You had it and you munson it off. It was right there. I, I have, I have no, I had no expectation that anybody at the NCAA would ever do the right thing. Come on now. Even I when mean, it's to it their benefit, they're not going to do the right know, thing. Right? It would have <laughs> been great. I'm just saying, like, if you was being a conniving, like, oh man, this is a moment. Right. We go, every we go lose the money, right? Anyway. Right. So well, at least let's get the PR. Right. They tricked off the PR and didn't get paid. And that's exactly what they deserve. It is the only, I'm going to have the only pushback. I don't disagree with anything y'all would say. <laughs> but here's the only pushback I would have. As somebody that went to a small school, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A one-bid school. You know, you got to win the tournament yeah. to get into the dance, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, You know what I'm saying? So, like, and we didn't win this year. But yeah. when, when you have that one shot, man, and you get in, that shit is powerful, man. <laughs> I can't yeah. tell you. I can't yeah. tell you how like powerful for life, that though, is. Right? Not when even you... like for who, but for your whole life. That's what I'm like, saying. Life. <laughs> I'll never forget. Dave, where did you go? You went to American University? I went to American University? University, and we were on that list for a long mm. time. Schools that ain't never been to the dance. <laughs> and we were on that list for a minute. I'll never forget. Like, my boy was at the, my boy was at the, uh, one of the playoff games, and he came and, and we graduated in the mid eighties. And so he's sta- he's sitting next to dude who's sitting there. We all sweating the shit. And the guy, and, and my man, my man turns to the guy and says, I've been waiting 20 years for this. And the guy goes 20. I've been waiting for 40. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you know? So it's like, <laughs> this shit, I mean, we were on that list forever. We finally made the tournament for the first time in 2008. And that, I can't tell you, man. Dude, I started crying, like crying, crying. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. You know, because it was like, <laughs> like I mean, so that, I hear that. that's the only reason I get you. But other thing, I agree with everything you said. But for that small well, for school, those little guys, it would have meant the world to finally go there and experience. To get that. the shot. I mean, if you ain't been in a minute, like, remember your, how we your first time how UMBC? We you know were UMBC. Right. Like, they, I mean, they was live forever. They set up for life. Dude, man. that's that forever, forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that's why I and I, I admit to you, I'm a sap for these things, man. So they that's who they play on the saps like me who who, <laughs> be, who believe in the the, the the plucky little underdog story. And I I grant you, I fall for it every time. So, but I got you. I, Believe me, I hear you on this because this why is... They, why did they cancel it? Why not just push it till July? Because everybody like, else canceled it. They can't be the outlier. No, everybody they else postponed it or suspended it, right? Yeah, except... I don't although, know, although, although I think... I think they, I, I, let me let me look this up. I'm a little, and then I'm, when you do the class scheduling and all of that... Yeah. Like, I mean, do it in the summer. Ain't nobody got classes? Just be like, <laughs> hey, we got you. Do it in the summer. Did they finally cancel the MEAC? They finally canceled the MEAC. You know the MEAC always got to be last on everything. <laughs> the MEAC was still playing until like five minutes ago. Like everybody else has been canceled. Like for... 
three hours and the MEAC finally canceled. They were like the only tournament that was still playing. So, no, I mean, everybody else canceled. You can't be the, you know, you literally have, conf- you have no conference winners. How do you determine who wins the conference tournament when there's no conference tournament? You know what I mean? So they had to do it, man. They were, they, they, it's not because they wanted to do it. You know, they had to do it. There was nothing else they could do, I don't think. So, you know, it's, it's, it's unprecedented though. This is, this is unprecedented. Oh, did y'all see this Tillman Fertitta? <laughs> he sent out a. So he's mad. Yeah, he sent out a message uh, via CNBC. There's no reason to panic, even when they announce that another 10,000 people have it, okay? Just don't give it to other people. You're not going to die from this. <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that bad? <laughs> so I'm watching a doctor literally this morning saying, stop saying that <laughs> because people do die, including young people. She said about 80% of young people who contract this will be fine. But the other 20%, they're going to get sick and some of them are going to die. <laughs> stop saying that, you know, like literally you're saying wrong shit. Stop it. <laughs> you know, it's, it's unbelievable. The Twitter doctors that, that are out there that just say anything to... Uh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> I, I just love if there's a silver lining, it's it's DA like teaching everybody. You know, I, I like DA like laying out. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I, I heard your column in your voice. <laughs> like, do you know how lucky you are? <laughs> so, and I wasn't even. And, and let's be honest, I wasn't really talking about black people when I said that. Now, <laughs> but even but even us, we knew we knew. But even <laughs> we us, we knew exactly what you were talking about. Yeah. But even us, like even us. Come on, even us compared to black people before us. Come on, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like we ain't got dogs biting our ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on now, let's let's be honest. Like, if some of us are doing bad, and some of us aren't, don't have the economic joints that most people have. But we ain't getting lynched on the regular like we did just a minute ago in our history. So that's all I was saying was like compared to the history of our of people, we're doing better than almost anybody who ever. Walk the face of this earth. All I'm saying is, if it ain't gonna be no hoop or baseball or football, Netflix, you better get your act together. I bet I can't. I can't deal with no non Netflix. Right, right, right. We need something out here in these streets. Netflix gonna have. I can't leave the house. They should have Netflix about to go they down. They better have record record <laughs> turnout for Netflix. Shit, <laughs> right? Amazon Prime something like this. This is this is wild. I I, I, I wanted to add, I wanted to ask you to. Uh, if if you're an NBA player, what do you do now? Like you got two months. Like are, are, are people gonna get in trouble? Like what's gonna what's gonna happen over two months? That's fun. That's funny you should ask that because I've been well, I'm waiting for people to get back to me. As I've been asking people, like what are you gonna do? Like I, I'm curious too. Like do you do you do a LeBron and just take it to South Beach for a week and just. <laughs> Do your workouts and, you know, chill out and have fun or, or, or I mean, what do you do? Because um, you're really kind of unsupervised. You can't really, you can't work out with your team because they want everybody to kind of self-segregate or self, you know, you know, whatever they call it. They don't want you hanging out with your teammates. So what do you do? And that's an excellent question. And I'll be very curious to see what people's daily life is going to be like. Like you don't want to get out of shape. You have to work out. So how do you do that when you can't really work out with your teammates? It's going to be interesting to see. I'll be very curious to see what people do. I bet a lot of golf is going to be played. You can still play golf, right? It's open air, not 100 people. I guess you can play golf because the golf tournaments and the NASCAR are still going on. They just don't have no crowds, I guess. Yeah. But I guess if you're outside, it's better. 
Yeah, if you just go to play golf, you can do that, right? I guess. It should be straight. I guess. Yes. Yeah, it's going uh, to be a lot of golf players, and I imagine that. Will the clubs be lit? What? Why? What, what's going on? So, unless the city tells them to turn it, to close it, the, the people are going to go. In LA, I know for a fact people are going to go out unless it's specifically mandated that they cannot. Does LA the, the, does LA have a limit, like a crowd limit, like more, no more than a thousand and no more than five hundred? I, I didn't see that. I saw New York just did the five hundred, so the Broadway shows and all of that. Right, five hundred is your limit. So I know New York has just enacted that. I haven't seen that for California now. But let me tell you, if the clubs are open here, people are going to go. Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. Like, like people are going to go. Um, maybe they, you know, maybe those velvet rope places that are super restrictive become even more restrictive. Right. Uh, probably. I would imagine that that would happen where, you know, the rich people are like, ew, don't have any plebes in here. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> plebes. It, it's, it's hard for me to imagine that if that thing, those things are open, that people would just straight up stay home. I don't see that being the case. It's so funny, and and you know we're not talking out of turn here by saying this. Like a lot of NBA guys do have significant others, but they live on the road, right? So they kind of get to do whatever the hell they want most right, of right, the time. Right now, these cats are home. <laughs> Got the honeydews. Got the honeydews. So, I don't know what they're going to be doing. <laughs> I've already been given my projects. My wife, who uh, is a teacher, and she's got a really small class, and they're not closing, so she's teaching. I, I straight got tasks. Damn. She's she gave like, you the yeah. list? She gave you the yeah, list, Mark? Yeah, I straight got it. All right, well, since you here, I was like, wow. dang, man. So I- Interesting stat, by the way. Corona sales are up 5%. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Were they down? For, no, last they week they were down. Sales are up five percent, according to Barons. dot com. Well, that just like, means people are finally watching the news and realizing that this shit has nothing to do with the beer. I will. I, I am and finally. I am very. I am happy about one thing. It does seem like that in this case, like with all the social media that that people have access to, that people are kind of paying attention to this. Like they're taking it seriously. Like. There's very few, like I said, there's very few Twitter doctors. There's a few, but there's very few people still pretending like this ain't a big deal. Like people seem to be like, yo, let's listen to the doctors on this. (laughs) Let's let's trust, let's trust the science on this one for a minute, you know, instead of just doing what we want to do, you know. So from that standpoint, it has been, you know, somewhat promising. We'll see what we're, we'll see what it's like in three weeks when people have been around their spouses and their kids for three weeks. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they, 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 may, they may want to kick the jams a little bit and get, get loose, so we'll see. So anyway, that's it. That's it for us. Um, look, we'll be back next week. We'll figure something to talk about. That's why the show is called Hoops Adjacent. We'll find something to talk about for about half an hour, 45 minutes. So look, on the serious tip, everybody stay safe. Stay inside. Hug your kids. Hug your wife. Hug, hug your husband. Hug your whoever you whoever you care about. You know, and just chill out. We'll get through it. We'll get through this. Don't, don't freak out. We'll be all right. But just don't be stupid. All right? <laughs> don't be stupid. Later. Welcome to Hoops. Hoops adjacent. Welcome to Hoops adjacent.